Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast. Join us as we share our personal Top 5 list for a variety of random topics. Each episode, we'll explore a new topic and discuss our favorite picks, ranging from music, movies, food, travel destinations, board games, roller coasters, whatever. Nothing is off limits and everyone is wrong, even when we think we are right. Whether you're looking for new recommendations or just hearing incorrect opinions, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Tom Lockhart, and with me as always is... Eric Shane. How are we doing, bud? Doing pretty good. What have you been up to? Oh, you know, just a whole lot of other stuff, working stuff, hanging out, you know, trivia, all kinds of... Yeah, it's been a very, very boring week because we had very exciting weeks the past couple of weeks. It's true. It was a normal week back to our routine. And that always is like more tiring than you would expect getting back <laughs> in the routine. I laid down so much this weekend. It was crazy. It was just yeah. like on, either on the couch or in the bed for pretty much the entire weekend. I so. did, too. I did a whole lot of nothing. I, I saw yesterday on Facebook that you did some day drinking. I sure did. I sure did. I did some day drinking yesterday, and boy, I was paying for it today. Oh, boy. You know who's a great day drinker? Who's Zach- a great day drinker? <laughs> Zach Rancourt. Uh, I don't day drink. I am. I have a, a scotch right now, but that's about it. That's more of just like a podcast drink. So I um, I was opposite. I was very active this weekend. I did a bike ride, a couple runs. I worked out. I hiked. Uh, yeah, it sucked. I was supposed to have a backpacking trip up in Canada and the entire fucking week. It's been like 70, 80. And the one day, you know, that I'm supposed to do this trip, it's pissing down rain. Um, such an anomaly. It was so weird. We still hiked anyways, um, but it was miserable. And yeah, I didn't have a ton of fun with that. So either way, I was I was pretty active. Uh, I want to say something real quick and you should stop posting like your bike rides on social media because it really makes me feel like a piece of shit. (laughs) 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 And I don't, I don't like it when I'm like laying in bed and it's like three o'clock in the afternoon (laughs) and I see that you did like 70 mile bike ride around all of Washington. And it's just like, what an asshole that he is. What a yeah, I know I'm training for STP Seattle to Portland. And so it's 205 miles. It'll be two days. And I say training like, and this is not to be egotistical or anything like that, but I mean, it's, it's not a, a difficult ride. It's just getting the saddle time. You just got to get your ass ready. So, um, this weekend on Saturday, we're actually doing the centennial twi- centennial trail twice. So it's, it's a, 120 miles and honestly it's just about getting your butt ready like because sitting that long is just not super fun so um i am i'm excited i'm doing with some friends i ran into some bike issues so i'm trying to iron those out right now but uh yeah about a month left and then we got the we got the full official ride so it'll be sexy time sexy times yeah I get my butt ready every day take that as you will because you're chunking Uh, in your pants all the time (laughs) God damn this you and your podcast went off pants. the rails so fast. <laughs> All right, segue, guys. I'm going to segue out of this. <laughs> oh, boy. So the three of us have grown up here in the Pacific Northwest. We, we've been here forever. We're only about 30 minutes out of Seattle. For some of us, some of us live in the heart. I'm looking at you, Zach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Seattle is the birthplace of the grunge music, Starbucks coffee, coffee, ugh, I can't say words, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That is right, everyone. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, Negan, he is one of us. 
He's one of my favorite actors. I love his gravelly voice. It's awesome. (laughs) But what if you're not Jeffrey Dean Morgan and you don't know where to go in Seattle? You have no clue. Well, I've got some good news for you. Uh, If you aren't from in town or if you just don't have places that you know in Seattle, you got these three idiots. (laughs) And these three idiots got opinions. Uh, Today, we're going to be discussing our top five Seattle hotspots. To enhance discussion, we did not share our lists, and we are not experts in said category, but we do live here. We're we're just a couple dudes who like to talk about nonsense. And uh, I'm going to start us off here, and I'm just going to say this. Dicks, dicks, dicks. We all love dicks. We sure do. You guys love dicks, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Dicks, every town or city has its its food spot. There's that one that you're known for. Even little towns I know in in like Snohomish, you were either King Charlie's or the Piltruck Drive-In. Those were the two places. (laughs) It depended on what side of Snohomish, the tiny little town you lived on. You went to one or the other. King Charlie's, I had it like a few years ago. It is terrible. But (laughs) so, but so good. (laughs) I loved every second of it. They don't put cheese on it. They put like a cheese sauce. Hmm. I love it. But we're not talking about King Charlie's. We're talking about Dick's. Dick's is the place where if anyone comes into town and they want something to eat that tells them Seattle, I take them to Dick's. I took my wife to Dick's very early on into our relationship. She had never had it. She came from the East Coast and she bit into that burger and she said, eh, that's all right. <laughs> yeah. And and I understand that because I'm very aware that it's not a good burger, but it is a good burger. And it's really weird when you agree and disagree with someone so hard that you're like, I get it, but you're wrong, but you're not, but (laughs) it's not a great burger, but it is a great burger. So you're dumb, but I wouldn't say that to my life. I love you. Please don't listen to this episode. (laughs) Um, I haven't had dicks in like six months. And I was thinking about getting it tomorrow because I'm going to the Mariners game. I was going to swing by, get some dicks before, since it's a night game. Have that be like my lunch. Um, and I'm going to get those delicious, tasty, greasy fries. Yeah, I am not a fan of the fries. I am not. What? I, just, I do not. That is the, the most insane thing ever. What are you talking about? I do not like their fries. I don't. They I'd argue greasy. and say that might be their best thing. <laughs> no, I don't like their fries. Oh their fries are like, just junk. Just junk fries. This is coming from the guy who used to work at the curly stand, the Walla Walla onion curly fry stand. Yeah, so I'm the guy you should listen to. (laughs) I'm the guy you should listen to. They taste the same. They're They're not. They are soft little potato noodles. They're not. Oh, Oh, they're just, it's more grease than fry, and I love it. That's that's my problem. It's more grease than fry. Suck the grease right out of there. Give me a little bit of of chew to it. Like, no, it's just mushy, mushy potatoes that are just barely holding on to their play-doh text oh, they, that's man. what they have the texture of play-doh yeah they're just oh. uh, they're okay that's, oh, that's dumb they're i absolutely love <laughs> i love dicks and in high school we used to drive an hour south 
every once in a while to do a, a Dick's thing, we would say, you know, like Zach and Brandon uh, go to go to Dick's like Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. But <laughs> yeah, uh, basically I was I thought I was super funny. And so my order would be three cheeseburgers and a water. That was really stupid because it's a lot of bread. As I got older, I learned that the deluxe is like one of the greatest things ever. So yes, my order is. now is always a deluxe and a fry. And that's it because you got to have the fries. They're so goddamn good. And a deluxe just hits the spot. One of the times I did do a long ride on the Centennial Trail, we did about 50-ish miles plus. Uh, my buddy John and I, we went uh, to Dick's and Edmonds, and we got two deluxes. And I, I kid you not, one of the best, like, tasting greasy burgers I've had in a very long time, it just hit the spot. It was so good. So my order is a deluxe and a fry. What about you guys? Uh, I always get two deluxe, one fry, and then sometimes... I'm an asshole and I get myself a shake. <laughs> the shakes are really good. The, Sorry, I forgot to silence my phone. I'm an that, asshole. That's I okay. Asshole. I can edit it out. <laughs> the The strawberry shake is, is delicious. Um, I, I think their milkshakes are fantastic. Yeah, I like their milkshakes. I always get a couple of deluxes and a milkshake. That's my that's my order. Well, it brings all the boys to the yard. It does bring all the boys to the yard. I like their, <laughs> their milkshakes quite a bit. And you're right. That deluxe burger is... It's so really good. Tasty. It's Their so good. Are so good, man. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And again, you're right. It's not like deluxe, whatever. I don't know. I think I would, I would rate five guys above dicks. Oh, absolutely. No matter what, yeah. but especially the fries. That's oh, just absolutely. the way I, I get yeah. it. But yeah, no, um, when Mandy's family came into town for a reunion, uh, we were just right around the corner from a dicks and I'm like, yeah, let's go get some dicks. And her cousin was like, wait, what? Like, yeah, <laughs> there's like, you can go get a bag of dicks. They can even like, they like sell t-shirts and shit it was like, I love dicks. She's like, I can, we gotta go. We gotta go. So yeah. <laughs> because some good experience, because somewhere we're all just like five year old or eight year old little boys laughing at dick jokes. <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, the, it's uh, true. So I'll, I'll just preface this entire podcast by stating that I've been a 12 plus year um, local of Seattle, a resident of Seattle. So, I can definitely speak on um, the area and I, I absolutely love dicks. But what I do is when I have friends from out of town, I try not to say, oh, my God, you have to try dicks. It's amazing. I, I don't like to do that because then you set this type of standard that the people have to go into. And if it's not very good, you know, your expectations are hampered. And so what I say is I'm like, yeah, let's check out dicks. See if you like it. If you're like, this is really good. Exactly. It's good for what it is. Is it the best burger I've ever had? No, not even close. Um, five Guys, like Eric is saying, for fast food burgers is so goddamn good. In-N-Out is also so goddamn good. There are there are pros and cons to each, and I think the, the best way I can describe Dick's is it's you, you can't compare In-N-Out versus Dick's because they're two separate things completely. They are just good in their own right. Like Dick's just really hits the spot after a long bike ride, after a baseball game, after a crack and hockey match, you know, mm-hmm. there's a game, there's a dicks right across the street. Yep. It really works because they're fast. You know what you're getting. Um, now they use credit and debit cards for the past few years. And before that, it was only cash. But like they just do a good job, man. And I think that's exactly what it comes down to is is it's not going to be gourmet food, but it's it's perfect no. for the setting. Yeah, we always that's uh, it's part of our tradition. We go into Seattle to go see a game or go see a show. Mm hmm we stop at dicks on the way back, you know, yeah. cause they're, they're open late and that's where we go. And the so. fries are delicious. The fries are awful. <laughs> we just so skip those. Into, we just skip those. Just, just pour no them need, into my no mouth, need, please. No need. You could pour them into your mouth because they're liquid. Mmm. 
Swallow those ba- those bad boys up. <laughs> Crying yeah. out loud. Well, Eric, what's your number one? Ugh. Okay, my number one place is Seattle's Mopop, the Museum of Popular Culture. Mopop used to be the EMP, the Experience Music Project. That was back in. Uh, it was mostly Paul Allen's vast collection of guitars because he was such a such a guitar nerd. Um, it also had a and still has a really big focus on youth music outreach. So that's mm-hmm. pretty pretty great. Uh, so if you're a music fan, rock history fan, uh, it's a lot of that. It is a rock history mu- museum. Um, but the geek culture and the pop culture exhibits downstairs, they became so vastly important that it's just now the Mopop, the Museum of Popular Culture. And they've got great a great science fiction exhibit. They've got Captain's, Captain Kirk's original chair. It's got the, the tribbles all over it. It's got Spock's and Uhura's original uniform. So that's really cool from the show. Uh, a lot of Star Trek stuff, a lot of other sci-fi shows as well that you may have forgotten about that we've talked a little bit about on the podcast before they've got stuff from all kinds of uh, sci-fi down there. They've also got fantasy worlds. They have uh, a lot of game of Thrones, original costumes from game of Thrones, princess bride, stuff like that. And they have an entire exhibit dedicated to horror, which is pretty amazing. Intense. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite part of Mopop. And I actually haven't been to Mopop. I've been to EMP a bunch, but haven't been since it's changed, you know, over the past six or seven years. But the horror exhibit is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You got to go see Mopop if you haven't been there. I I know so many people, so many locals who've never been there. You got to go. You got to go. And you're visiting the town. Get get over there. Go check it out. Uh, I'm one of those people. I've never been. Oh, man. Yeah. Never gotten around to it. Go to go tomorrow after the Mariners game. Take the yeah. take the light rail up to Westlake. Take the monorail to the the key, and then well, uh, you can just go check. Actually, out. I I could go like before because it's a night game. So tomorrow's a night game. No, tomorrow's an afternoon it, game. It's a six ten game tomorrow. Oh shit! I might be able to go to that. No, I got stuff I gotta <laughs> <Yeah>. do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It's, it's, it's a really awesome place and Eric's right. They have outreach programs and all these fun things for, you know, kids and just uh, experiencing music and arts. Um, I mean, all of Seattle's museum, Sam, Mohai, they're all very educational and they're all about trying to, uh, give back to the community and stuff. So it's really, really neat. Um, and so, yeah, and it's a beautiful building. If you haven't seen it before, it's a fun design. Absolutely. So, yep, that's my number one. Nice. I like it. Well, so for my number one, I'm going to stick with kind of the music theme there. Um, One of the greatest, actually, not even one, the greatest concert I've ever been to in my life was the Foo Fighters back in 2000 and I think 15 or 16, somewhere around there. It was the day after Black Friday, so two days after Thanksgiving, and it was at the Showbox at the Market. Um, this is a very, very, very popular venue. The Showbox has two locations, the market and then just the Showbox on first, which is more of kind of a warehouse style thing. Both not huge venues, which is perfect because some of the greatest acts ever have been through there. So it was actually founded. Showbox itself was founded in 1939. And so we're talking jazz, blues, classic country, rock, punk, metal, hip hop, everything, man. Uh, Grunge, especially too, what we're famous for. So many amazing artists had their starts at the Showbox or have come through as up and coming. Me, myself, I could count on both hands and both feet how many shows I've seen and a variety of styles of music I've seen at both Showbox locations. But we're talking Duke Ellington, Muddy Waters, the Ramones, 
Coldplay, Katy Perry, Moby, Lady Gaga, Lord, and then a bunch of uh, local people, Gypsy Rose Lee, Marilee Rush, uh, The Sonics, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and Macklemore. Those are some of the artists that have played at the Showbox, and it is such an a beautiful and um, I don't know kismet experience when you go there because when I saw the Foo Fighters, you know, at the market, it holds maybe three thousand people at most, like at most, and it was a jam. It was a packed house. Um, there were so many people around. I saw this comedian. I forgot his name, but I, I saw him. I was like, Oh, you're Jeffrey Ross. That's who it was. Jeffrey Ross. And he's like, Hey, and he, we were talking for a little bit. I'm like, Oh my God. And then I just saw like others, like local celebrities and other kind of bigger celebrities mm-hmm. around. And it just was such a tight vibe, but everyone there was all about, all about the music. It wasn't about anything else. And I mean, there's so much rich history there. And I think Seattle does an amazing job with our concert venues. Um, you know, the Moore Theater, the Paramount, uh, the Egyptian, all that kind of stuff. Those places are, are are just like meccas for chop suey, meccas for music. And that's one thing that we're really famous for is our grunge scene. Um, and just a lot of, you know, the three of us grew up on this, that style of music. So it's uh, both Showbox locations are just f- fucking phenomenal, in my opinion. Uh, I think I've been to the show box once the one on first I saw Primus back in like the early to mid 2000s yeah I saw it and it's, it was like my favorite show and still is um, because Primus is weird and they have lots of fun um, but yeah I loved it there yeah it's I didn't know if yeah I didn't know if you were going to include Tom any sort of theaters on your list or not so I was going to give you a chance to because I was actually going to mention that as well so I, I don't want to jump ahead of you unless, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. Jump, jump, jump right All right. Ahead. Yeah, I was going to say just performing arts theaters then because mm-hmm. uh, I, I couldn't just choose one because there's just so many of them. Uh, Benaroya Hall. Benaroya mm-hmm. Hall is where they uh, mm-hmm. is home to Seattle Symphony. Also, it was really great. Phelps Center is home to the Pacific Northwest Ballet. It's also where they host the uh, Seattle Erotic Arts Festival. I went to a couple of year- weeks ago. They do that every year there. That's really oh, cool. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Fifth Avenue Theater is also absolutely gorgeous inside. Uh, the Act Theater is a neat little venue that's um, it's a small centrally located stage where that it, it happens like down below you in the middle of the audience. It's kind of mm-hmm. really cool. Uh, we go see the um, um, a Christmas Carol there every year. Um, let's see. There's also uh, Paramount Theater, as you mentioned. Paramount's awesome. It's a great place for plays. We went and saw Hamilton there. Uh, we also went and saw concerts of Lindsey Sterling and Weird Al. And Weird Al looked at me <laughs> directly amazing. at me in like an angry face. And I was just like, oh, it touched my soul. Anyway. Dare to uh, be stupid. Yeah. It was actually uh, uh, all about the Pentiums. Oh, uh, my God. Was, yeah. <laughs> so he was walking up and down the aisle and getting in people's faces and screaming all about the Pentiums. And he got in mine and stared. I'm like, oh, God, don't oh. don't hate me, Weird Al. Uh, <laughs> it was it was very, very intense. Uh, but there's all kinds of like smaller venues as well. I mean, mm-hmm. if just look at a poster up on a, a wall somewhere, I mean, they're everywhere. Seattle's known for this. Uh, the Regal Meridian right there. That's where they do uh, every month. They do Rocky Horror Picture Show there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually moved around a little bit. But uh, there, there's just Seattle's chock full of performing arts places. So l- yeah. look at a po- look at the posters on the walls all over the place. 
Well, and that's, that's what's so cool about it, too, is all those places. I mean, it's not just plays or ballet. Like, it's everything. They could have concerts. They could have orchestras. They could have movies. Like you're saying, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, it, they all change, and it's just it's so cool. And when you go to places like the Paramount or the Moore as well, you could see a comedy show. Then the very next night, you could see a metal show. Then the very next night, you could see Hamilton. Or the very next night, you could see whatever. Like, it's just it's crazy what they do, and it's, it's so cool. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, yeah, I didn't know if any if Tom, if you had any of those in mind on your list or whatever. I just didn't want to jump on top either. No, no, no. You're good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I guess we're we're jumping to me now with my number two. Guess so. I I am going to go with a a street uh, and that would be Ballard Ave, specifically between 23rd and 18th, because in between those two uh, cross streets, there's two of my favorite pizza places <laughs> and my favorite ice cream place. Me and Whitney went down there. Uh, I think this weekend we were, yeah, I think it was on Saturday. We went down there. It was the only time I left the house. Um, but we went and got some uh, oysters and then we were like, you know what, let's go to salt and straw. And we, we had delicious ice cream and, uh, I think it was peanut butter brittle or something like that. Oh, it was delicious. Sounds delicious. Um, <laughs> and we walked down Ballard Ave. We walked all the way down it and then back up it just, you know, just to walk down it. And I realized this is my favorite street, just like at everywhere. Like, well, Italy had some good streets too, but we're not talking about foreign countries. Yeah. Uh, those are just way better. Um, but yeah, it's my favorite street. Uh, Ballard Pizza Company. I always have a slice whenever I'm at a baseball game because it's there. Um, and then uh, Pataxi's, I think is what it's called. I call, uh, I call it Patsy's, but yeah. Okay. Uh, I believe that's what Whitney calls it too. And I'm always like, there's an X in there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's an X somewhere in there. But they do deep dish and it's delicious. Oh, and they have honey on their table mm-hmm. and everyone should eat their dish deep dish with honey. It's the best. Don't not do that because you're an idiot if you don't. <laughs> ah, don't not do that, you f- stupid. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> stupid morons. Uh, but yeah, b- I love that street and I would go there every day. If I lived where you do Zach, where you're literally like right around the corner from it, I would be there every day somewhere on that street. Yeah. I go down there quite a bit on just like nice days for a walk or for whatever. Or if like I have my girlfriend's dog, I'll walk it down there and just look in and you know, it's, it's really great. And I've actually never eaten at Patsy's, uh, but I do know that it's pretty great pretty fantastic my old roommate was from chicago and she said it was legit um mm-hmm. it takes about 30 minutes to to get your pizza i think or something like that yeah um, yeah it's a very long wait yeah. we went and sat down and like ordered and it was just like we had drank two drinks before <laughs> the pizza was there and just like and we weren't like chugging <laughs> yeah so but i mean that's you know deep dish is a process i'm glad that they they do that i was recently at a restaurant in seattle that they made pizza and it took forever and the crust was soggy it was just not good it was a very gross feeling so uh ballard ave is fantastic salt and straw is like one of my favorites i'm admittedly not a a huge ice cream fan but i will go to salt and straw almost every single time if someone is like do you want to go i'm like absolutely you have to try the various flavors you have to oh god even the gross I love flavors. that I love that they have like new flavors each time I go. It's just like, yes, it's give me the olive oil. Give it to me. <laughs> I did the other day had a flavor for the very first time in my four years of going to Salt and Straw that I was like, I don't like this. 
and it was a tart. It was a, it was a sherbet and it was like a boysenberry and something sherbet. And I was like, eh, it's not very good. And the, <laughs> the gal, I was just so, I was too pressured cause she gave me so many flavors and I'm like, I don't know what to, t- to take. And she, my girlfriend got this like cookie dough kind that had pieces of brownie in it. And I ate it. I'm like, that's so good. So the, the gal that was working there, she gave me a scoop of that on top of my sherbet. And I'm like, oh my God, you're amazing. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I, I ate it. It was fine. It wasn't terrible. It just was like, eh, this isn't very good. So it's, uh, it's, it's very dangerous at that place. You feel like you wasted a visit. Like, oh man. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> I, I got an okay ice cream. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. I'm a little, little bummed by it. <sighs> that's funny. <laughs> I've actually never been down there. That's funny. That's oh, funny. it's great. Get down. No, there. I've never been down there. Never been Get down there. to Salt and Straw. But now. You ha- you've had Salt and Straw ice cream and brought you that. Meat yeah, I have had. Chip. I have had it. I oh, have yeah. it. I just haven't been down there. Yeah. Oh, it's mm. so good. Well, and all the ice creams I've made you, like eighty mm-hmm. percent of them are me just doing their recipes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Delish. Um, cool. Okay. Well, my number two, so this was hard because I, if I, I could put all five, I, I mean, I could put five of these on my list as my five locations just because I love them so much, but instead I group them into one category. So I don't know how many exactly are in, in the entire proper Seattle area, but the Seattle parks, um, there are so many parks from all shapes and sizes. You have your gigantic discovery parks, um, and your gigantic Mag- Magnuson park to your tiny little Cary park or like crown Hill park, like little, little parks in the neighborhoods. That is one thing that's so amazing about Seattle is we have parks almost every, you know, like five or six blocks. You could walk around, you can find a little green space and a park. Um, and then to, uh, further that, There are wonderful beaches here, like Alki and Golden Gardens, that are actual beaches with real good sand, and actually the water is pretty solid, that are technically parks as well. And then you have your man-made park, like Green Lake, which on a sunny day is freaking beautiful. I paddle out there. It's just a good spot to go. The water is kind of sus at times, but it's just, it's so beautiful to see everybody running, rollerblading, roller skating, biking, you know, sunbathing, playing spike ball, volleyball, softball, whatever, paddleboarding. It's amazing. So some of my favorite parks are Cary Park, where it's it's a fantastic view of Seattle. If you just Google Cary Park, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's like the, the quintessential welcome to Seattle park. Uh, Discovery Park, it's gigantic. It used to be a naval base. And so they still have some of the, the barracks up. They have a gravesite out there. It's, it's pretty, pretty remarkable. Um, Alki Beach out in West Seattle is freaking beautiful. It's legit uh, like a real beach. There's a permanent volleyball stuff set up there and like some hardcore volleyball players play like every day. Golden Garden, same kind of thing. It's a legit beach. Um, It's always busy. I don't think I've ever been to Golden Gardens other than the pandemic time when it's been dead. Green Lake, like I said, Magnuson Park out by UW. Huge, huge place. Also used to be former uh, military uh, area. So they have a lot of those giant uh, concrete kind of they look like jacks almost. I don't know what they're for. Eric probably knows what they're for better than I do. But uh, those things are out there. They have a beautiful dog park that's like uh, lake access that's strictly for dogs. It's amazing. Madison Park, it's where a lot of rich people live, but it's still a really cool area. Seward Park is beautiful. 
Um, it's like more like South Seattle Gasworks Park, where actually Nirvana has played before. Uh, that is a beautiful and weird area with lots of goose poop, but it's just awesome to see because it's right on Lake Union. And then Westlake Park. Westlake Park is down uh, on Lake Union side. So uh, kind of by the Amazon buildings. It's absolutely beautiful. It gets packed but you can find some pretty awesome places around there. So Seattle parks in general are just phenomenal. Uh, I'll jump in because uh, Cary Park is on my list. Uh, and you don't have to Google it. You can just turn on an episode of Frasier oh, yeah. in, the, in the view from his uh, apartment that looks totally fake. Like there's no apartments that close to the space needle. No, there isn't because that's just the view from Cary park. Yeah. It's a beautiful view. And that's why they used it. Cause it has the space needle and the whole skyline looking just great. Uh, and this was one that I added where I was like, I don't really care about this, but if I was like showing somebody around, I would show them this because mm-hmm. other people enjoy sights and scenes like the, the view I'm like, ah, yeah, space needle. I've seen that. <laughs> but, but if, if I like when I, uh, Whitney's parents are coming here in November and I wouldn't mind showing that to them. Cause I don't think they had seen a lot of Seattle when they were here last, they were only here for a couple of days cause they were getting on a cruise from here. So they couldn't really, you know, explore too much. So I'll probably be taking them to Cary Park. Well, and you can see on a sunny day, you can see Rainier, which is amazing. And then Mm -hmm. you look out, you can show them West Seattle. And if you look to the right even further, you can see the Olympics. If you look to the left, you can see the Snoqualmie Mountain Range. I mean, for people who come from areas that are flat, to see those mountains is, is amazing. And I mean, I've been, we've all been in Washington pretty much our entire lives, right? Seeing Rainier for me every single day, I see it. I still get giddy. I love that mountain so much. And so it's just beautiful to see the space needle. And then to the right, you know, you have T-Mobile park and Lumen field and then boom, Rainier's right there. It's, it's pretty remarkable. So yeah, it, it's a tourist spot for sure. But guess what, Tom, you can take them to Dick's cause it's right down the road there. That's true. And then and there's that's a, something that I'm happy about. Like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and there's a really good brewery that opened up around there too, Fast Fashion, that you should check Ooh. out as well. It's a little bit smaller. Parking's kind of a pain in the ass, but they have really awesome beer. So I'll have to remember that. Eric, have you been to I, Cary Park? I have not been to Cary Park. Just haven't. I've wanted to go. I know it's got all these great views. I just haven't made my way down there before. Back in my way Eric, there. Eric, have you seen Frasier? I have seen Frasier. Then you've been to Cary Park, basically. Yay! <laughs> I don't have to leave my house. There you go. Oh, uh, Frazier saves us again. Yay! Thank you, Frazier. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's beautiful. Um, I mean, I only take people there for like five minutes. Quite honestly, uh, you can, but it's just it's the the views are phenomenal also queen anne is beautiful because the houses are ungodly you're like holy shit you go up there and you're they're just huge just absolutely ginormous but yeah anyways okay so that was that well that leads to me that's my number you. three that's you, okay yeah. well then i'm gonna use one that uh i think pretty much gonna be on all of our list here because i do a combination here of t-mobile park and lumenfield that yeah. is indeed on my list also. Sure, I only sure. I only have T-Mobile Park, but okay. I, I, I'm cool with Lumenfield as well. All right. Well, I mean, and you guys, I'm going to count on you to talk more because you've, you've been there more than I have, frankly. Mm-hmm. So you know more about the ins and outs of those stadiums and all the different stuff that's in there than I do. But this is an easy one if you're a sports fan around here 
or if you're a concert lover, because the big concert, that's where they we talked about the smaller theaters, mm. but like the big blowout concerts and whatever. That's where they happen. Um, yeah, I, I, I love going there for a Seahawks game. I love going there for the Mariners games. And um, I, I, it's hard to describe what that feels like going to these huge venues to for like a Seahawks game, especially at Lumen Field. It's hard to describe that build up to the game. You're out there first thing in the morning. Maybe you've got a, maybe you've got a tailgate going, or maybe you're just crawling through the bars, this massive humanity and getting those shots in. You got to get your shots in and then getting into the stadium. You got blue thunder <laughs> out there on the drums, uh, drum line, so banging cool. away, getting through, you, you know, you've been following the, you know, the games from earlier that day, because this is always an afternoon games when I've always gone. Um, you got the the smoke from the the fireworks and all that pouring through and the music blaring as we're going for kickoff. It's then you raise the twelfth man flag and crowd goes absolutely nuts and it's a cool thing, man. It's a cool experience. So um, when I go, to, I don't go to Seattle as often as I would like, but one of the main reasons I go there is to go see a football game or a baseball game mm-hmm. at Lumen Field or T-Mobile Park. Uh, they both have different vibes because like going to a Mariners game is a lot more chill. You can just kind of wander around, get different types of food, get some beer. I feel like when, whenever I go to a Seahawks game, I'm there and I'm in my seat for like 90% of the game. Like I am paying attention and cheering when I'm supposed to cheer. And there's a totally different energy that you should also be part of. Like they are both different energies that you should try both because they're both great where like if I go to a baseball game, I'm paying attention for the first and second inning and then I'm wandering around and then like checking the game every once in a while, get some food, go get a beer, look at the game, get some more food, get another beer, look at the game. <laughs> like I'm, I can get a lot more distracted at a Mariners game sure. than at a, a Seahawks game. I agree. Yeah it's, yeah. A, it's a different vibe because the sports are different vibes. With a mm-hmm. at a Seahawks game, it's like every play is life and death. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it's, I mean, and before you know, it, it's been awesome that the Seahawks have had a, a decade of pretty successful runs there, right? Um, but the downside with any type of fan base that that occurs with that, obviously, you're going to get some fair weather fans, so that's going to increase sure. ticket prices. It's going to increase uh, cynicism in in certain fans, but then also it's going to draw in people who maybe aren't really there for the sport. They're there because it's, it's the, the, the social status. And in the earlier days when we were doing well and it was, you know, the 12th man, it was so loud at, at Lumen field at century link at quest. Um, it was a different vibe. And I mean, when I had season tickets two years ago, it was really fun, but it definitely felt off at times. And it just didn't feel like some people were really in it. Like we wanted to. And I'm like, you guys, we're still a playoff team. Like this is weird. Why we're not going balls to the wall. And so Tom said it right. There are two different types of energy. T-Mobile park is still an amazing energy during a baseball game, but it's, it's more even keeled than a lumen field where you just felt like you did a snort of cocaine off of a stripper's <laughs> ass crack and, and yeah. off of a, what's the see a blitz <laughs> blitz, the mascots <laughs> ass crack. And he just slammed a rainier too. Um, that's lumen field. And then it's, you know, it's over. You're like, holy shit, but baseball, you're like, I'm going to get some food and some delicious beer and watch us probably lose, but maybe win the Seahawks. You're just like every single play is going to be amazing. And, and they both are fantastic, but I added T-Mobile Park to my list just because I think 
it has that view when you go out to uh, center plate uh, 300 level and you look out in that boardwalk and you just see the ocean and you the sound, you know, I mean, that is Seattle right there. It's fucking beautiful and it's amazing. And I just, I, baseball is my favorite sport, so I'm biased with that. But if anybody was ever to be like, do you want to buy some tickets for the Seahawks game? I'm going 100%. Yeah, like there's no way I'm not going to go to Lumen Field. And Eric said it right. right. They have concerts at Lumen Field and T-Mobile has them, but honestly, they're not as good as Lumen because Lumen is set up better for arena concerts safe well old safeco and t-mobile they are just kind of weird it's 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 just kind of set up odd but lumen is like where it's at if you want to see a giant giant show never been to a show at either of them i went to the zach brown band at um at when it was safeco and that was really cool and i'm not even re- really a zach brown fan and i was like holy shit he was awesome but it yeah. was weird because we were sitting in on the first on the third baseline and it was kind of we had to like turn to the side even though our our seats faced out a certain way because they couldn't adjust those seats so (laughs) it just was kind of odd you know what i mean and then there were people that were on the field and i'm like man this field is gonna get torn up so (laughs) (laughs) they gotta play on that tomorrow god damn it (laughs) it is what it is tom did you have those on your list the stadiums yes yes i did okay both of them yeah okay sweet what about Climate Pledge? I haven't been to it. <gasps> I've driven. I've only driven by it. Eric? That's, that's the only. Haven't been yet. Oh my gosh. Haven't been yet. Haven't I, been, have... I haven't been able to afford a ticket to the friggin' Kraken. That's, I, yeah. It's that's like $8,000 a seat. Do you want to know the it's, secret? What's the secret? Just be lucky. <laughs> like me. Oh, oh. Okay. oh luck. Oh, um, try luck. I, that was I, very helpful. I, Fuck. I, I, never, I, I never thought of that. I have, Lord, I have been exact. five times to Climate Pledge. I've been to two Kraken games, uh, two Storm games, uh, another basketball game, and a concert. If that adds up right, that might be six. But my company I work for has a suite, so I've been very lucky to um, anytime there is a drawing, I always enter my name, no matter what it is. It could be a comedy show. It could be a, a puppet show. And I'd be like, I'm going, you know, like <laughs> I, I, I want to go. Um, my, my, my boss, 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 like big wig boss. She, uh, posted today, um, sent an email to all of us and is like, you know, I have two extra tickets for blink 182 at climate pledge and you get sweet access and it's, but it's on the 25th. So I was immediately typing it out like, Hey, you know, I, I would love those tickets you know, to be entered in at least. Um, but I'm going to be in Mississippi, so I can't go. So I just pulled my name out. So that way, you know, somebody who is going to be here could go because I've experienced it. It's been amazing. I was there last Tuesday for a storm game. And I kid you not sitting right in the front row because our seats are so close. I saw Sue Berg and Megan Rapino, and I saw Doug Baldwin, Jermaine Curse, and Cliff Averill sitting right there. And I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And I was more starstruck with Sue Bird because I love her so much. So I like reached my hand out and she gave me a high five. And I'm like, yeah, I'm never washing this hand. <laughs> but it's it's such a beautiful stadium. And I mean, uh, when you walk around the, the main concourse, it's not it's you know, it's not hard to walk around. It's way shorter. But like the the food options that ha- they have, um, just the ambiance and the aesthetics are absolutely beautiful in that stadium. And I mean, I grew up going to Sonics games at the Key Arena and that place was fine, but it was falling apart. Climate Pledge is night and day different. It is absolutely beautiful. So um, yeah, if you guys ever get a chance, go to anything there. Go to a concert, go to whatever there. It's it's really cool. Got to get those puppet show tickets. Ugh. 
dude. So it's it's fit for the NBA to, to come back, is what you're saying. My God, it is it is oh so ready for the NBA. This this city will erupt when we get the Sonics back. I that's true. It is. Oh. People, the Kraken are amazing, but once we get the Sonics, dude, it, it's game over. Like, literally. Those tickets will sell out in nanoseconds, I guarantee. Yeah. There's no way any of us could ever get Sonics tickets because they will just be gone in, like, nanoseconds. <laughs> <laughs> so Cool. Um, so then I guess it's back to Eric because Tom. Back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll keep it very simple. Pike Place Market, I know, is cliche. Nice. I know it's cliche as all hell. Uh, whenever you watch, say, a sporting event of Seattle on the television, tubes are on the interwebs. <laughs> and when they're cutting to the cutting the commercial at the end of the quarter or whatever, they're going to play some grunge song. And then they're going <laughs> to sh- show some dudes down at Pike Place Market tossing fish. It's going to happen. A little bit of Alice in Chains and, t- and fish throwing. <laughs> yeah. As a fish is getting caught. <laughs> the front again. <laughs> Every single time. Every single time. <laughs> hey, just embrace it. It's part of the deal. It's part of the deal. But Pike Place is a lot more than just that. I mean, it's a it's a cool, it's an active farmer's market. You can get all kinds of good foods there. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of cool knickknacks and, and kishi little uh, souvenir shops in there as well. It is a great time to just walk through there and see all the different cool stuff, all the art. Zach, you've been down there a bunch, haven't you? Oh, absolutely. I love taking people down there because I like being a tourist in my own city. Um, you yeah. know, I, I don't go there very often, but when I do, like if I ride my bike down there or I take the bus, it's it's perfect because you're absolutely right. They have this little bookstore that's uh, a couple of flights down and it's used books and it's amazing. You can just walk around and like, you're like, oh man, I want these books. And yeah, it's just, it's so cool. And the, yeah, the fish, the flowers yeah. are fantastic. The produce yeah. is fantastic. And every yeah. vendor yeah, gives flowers. you a sample. So like a vendor will have like an apple out and he's like, hey, this is a new hybrid apple. Try this. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so delicious. So it's, it's, it, I, as, as anti-tourist as I am, Pike Place is fucking awesome. I agree with Eric. <laughs> Tom, you ever been down to Pike Place? Uh, yeah, I've been there. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> what? Get out it's of fine. here. Have, yeah. have you experienced it? I mean, I've walked through it. But like, like have you how, like, looked at the at the vendors, at the the produce stands, like the, oh, the oh, oh, pastries? Oh, no, I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a blindfold the whole time. Oh, yeah, there you go. Have you had, <laughs> have you had the Peroshkis or Beecher's cheese or anything like that? Um, I've had the Beecher's cheese. Which is delicious. It's so good. Uh, I haven't had the Proshki. Yeah. Um, I've never been to the original Starbucks. I've walked it's by the and second like, Starbucks actually. Oh, well, and it's just like, why are y'all you standing here? Come on. There's it, probably a Starbucks the block over, and go get coffee there. No, it it's is. Not, it is eh. cool. It, I mean, and they do have different drinks and like the, the the merchandise, and they still have like the same wood that they use. So I mean, it is it is neat. You know, but like it's not worth the line, in my opinion. But if you go on a weekday, it's fine. And like doing shopping there because you're supporting local, you know, because it's a farmer's market, like Eric's saying. So you're supporting local. So buying gifts there is really cool because you can get, you know, full on like local, locally created stuff from local artists, which is great. Uh, I did buy uh, King Salmon from there Mm -hmm. uh, online, though, but from one of the places that's there uh, because I lost a Super Bowl bet to Whitney's father and I had to send him (laughs) like like a couple pounds of King Salmon was the the bet. And uh, so I have bought from them, just not in person. 
What was the bet? What was, who was playing? What was it? Um, give, us the, give us the skinny. What, what happened here? It, it was he. Well, he took the Eagles. I believe it was Eagles. The Eagles versus Patriots uh, when the Eagles beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. He took Eagles. I took Patriots, of course, because they're in Philadelphia, and I love Tom Brady. And yeah, I lost that and had to send. I, I can't remember what he was going to send me. Giselle, something, something <laughs> Philadelphia related. <laughs> Because the salmon was Seattle related, we have great salmon here. Cheesesteak, he we do. Something. We do have. We do he have might have salmon. been. He might have sent cheesesteak. I think that might have been a copy of Rocky Five signed amount. by Stallone. <laughs> yes, please, so I can burn it. <laughs> that was an incredible uh, Super Bowl, though. Nick Foles. It was an incredible Super Bowl, except was- for the. It cost me a lot of money because King Salmon's not cheap. It's not cheap at all. No, I think it, it is I think not. It, I think it was like $120 worth of fish. It was just like, God damn. How does that tr- like transport well? Does it get over there okay? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, they, they freeze they, in vacuums. They, yeah, yeah, they just send it on ice and okay. shows up on your doorstep. Kind of like uh, like HelloFresh or something like that where they send it with ice packs in it. Yeah, when you go to Alaska, you can do – there's a certain limit. My friends are going up there in a couple weeks, and um, they always limit basically on how much you know you can catch. And they'll get like 100 pounds, and they'll just – they'll do two 50-pound things. There's like businesses that will uh, you know freeze it and vacuum seal it and then – they put it in the coolers and stuff. And that's, that's your checked bag. Like you can check it onto Alaska airlines and you just come down with it and boom, you have a hundred pounds of, of King salmon. And it's like, Holy crap. That sounds <laughs> amazing. So yeah. Uh, that's like three grand right there. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> now I want some salmon from Pike place specifically. Mm. Yes, I do as well. <laughs> Always. <laughs> cool. Better okay. believe it's Pike place salmon. Oh yeah. Is that me now? Yes, so. it is. So uh, an area of Seattle that I really, really like. I liked it when I was younger a lot more for the party scene. But I like it more as I get older because it's kind of a treat. So I was up there a couple weeks ago, and it just was a fun, fun vibe. Not super easy to get to from Ballard where I'm at. But we took the light rail, which is fantastic to get up there and to just walk around. But that's Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill or Cap Hill, if you're excuse me, if you're a local, is a very eclectic vibe. It used to be the very strong LGBTQ uh, community, but it has since transcended that and has become more of the uh, extreme liberal, free-thinking, Gen Z, millennial area, which is fine by me because with that progressiveness comes amazing food, amazing shops, amazing, you know, uh, whatever's that are up there, stores left and right. And it is such a cool area. Uh, I love walking up there, especially on a really nice day because you get to just see everybody sitting outside eating. Um, Volunteer Park is up there. Cal Anderson Park is up there and people are always playing there until the wee hours of the night. It can get dicey here and there, but I mean, as long as you kind of know what you're doing and walking around, it's so fun to like see what there is. So Capitol Hill is just it's it's thriving. It is it is the area to be uh, on a really nice day if you're looking for awesome food and just some really cool nightlife. And that is all I have to say about that. (laughs) I have nothing Um, to add. That's okay. (laughs) I don't have anything to add either. Capitol Hill is great. I always confuse the different locations 
in like Seattle, like Queen Anne and Capitol Hill. And I used to not really know where Fremont and Ballard were like, yeah, in retrospect, I know where some of those are now and Capitol Hill in my brain. I just can't encapsulate exactly so where if, if you were to go from Pike Place Market and you just go uh-huh. directly east, like northeast, I should say, uh, you will go up to Capitol Hill. Uh, Pike runs through Cap Hill and so does Pine which are uh, adjacent streets, but mm-hmm. um, it, it is a, like it like it says, it's a hill. So you could walk there from Pike, but you're going to be sweating your ass off because it is steep. Um, I've tried to cycle up there and it was very hard to ride my bike up because um, it is a very, very steep hill, but it's, it's fantastic. And going up there, there's a light rail stop up there. It's just, it's super cool. I They used to have a Dix. I don't know what happened to it. It might still be open, but I didn't see it last time I was up there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a cool spot. I but I think as I've gotten older, you know, it's harder to get, go up there for like a a Friday or Saturday night. I don't know if I could ever actually go up there for a Friday or Saturday night unless I had a big group with me. <laughs> and then you'd party the night away. Mm-hmm. Maybe probably end up at dicks ha- at a certain point. Yeah, ha- have a couple drinks, get some dicks, and go home. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> by about. 10 o'clock and go, Oh, it's late. Yeah. I think my, one of my favorite memories, you know, cause I'm Seattle is going to pass me on. Like I'm, I'm going to move on from Seattle probably sooner rather than later. But some of my favorite memories when I'm an old man, uh, are going to be, I'm going to have a story about Capitol Hill because there's been so many fun things going on. I've had so many quintessential moments or formative moments in my life in my twenties and, and early thirties in Cap Hill. And so, yeah, I just have a story for it, man. It's it's great. I absolutely love it. Cap Hill's vibe. There you go. Thomas, fifth and final. My fifth and final one is the Pacific Science Center. Woo! Yay! Good one. The Science Center part is fine. Eh, <laughs> like, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'm more in for the Laser Dome and the IMAX Theater. I haven't been to the IMAX theater in a long time. I should go back because I've loved every time I've gone there. Gigantic screen. That's where I saw a, you know, five foot blue dong when I watched Watchmen. <laughs> I was with you. On that, on that giant screen. I know yeah. you were. And it was just like, wow, that dong is the size of me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is life. Um, but I need to go back there. I, I should see more action movies there them go to one of these rinky dink little screens um and then the laser dome uh it's very specific i like my music so whenever they're playing one of my bands that i enjoy i've seen muse there i saw radiohead uh tool uh there's a couple others but like when you go see a, a laser show it's amazing. And I don't even get high for it. Like I like (laughs) laser shows. They're awesome to me. I should do it high, but I can enjoy it without it. But, uh, yeah. Have you guys ever been to a laser show? I went to one, uh, uh, my prom night. We only went, I went to prom for like an hour and then we went and saw a laser show. I believe that's the first time I saw tool laser show there. Oh, that would be incredible. I have not seen a laser show there. I've been to the IMAX there and it's, it's absolutely breathtaking. I saw Mad Max Fury Road at that IMAX, and I went into it without really knowing anything about Fury Road. I mean, I know Mad Max, but I heard some rumblings that it was really good, and I was freaking blown away. 
and just seeing it on that screen, that'll always, I'll always have a memory. Yeah. Same thing with Watchmen, same thing with Batman V Superman, even though that show or that movie sucked. I saw Logan at that IMAX and it's just, it's unreal how amazing it is. It's, it's just like dicks, right? If anybody's like, you want to go? I'm like, yep, let's do it. Hell yeah. If you invite me, I will go to a movie with you there. Okay. We'll go get some, we'll go get some ice cream and some dicks and we'll go to Cary Park to take a picture. Uh, I'll just we can just watch an episode of Frasier while we're waiting for the movie to start. <laughs> Same thing. Exactly. But the PAX Eye <laughs> Center, I mean, when I was a kid, you know, we used to take field trips there and it was super fun because Bill Nye was all the rage, you know, back in the day. And so, like, you see a lot of his influence at the PAX Eye uh, Center. And so that was really, really neat. And they do a lot of adult exhibits, too. They do a beer exhibit at uh, Pacific Science Center. Pretty Ooh. great. That sounds like something I want to see. I haven't been. <laughs> Pacific Science Center is pretty awesome. I haven't been often enough. I should go back. It's been a long time since I've been there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Eric. Yep. Fifth and final. Well, my fifth is. I I was torn by what I wanted to do. There were so many different choices to do, um, but I am ultimately I had to go with uh, Woodland Park Zoo. Mm. I I like I like the zoo, man. I like Woodland Park Zoo. I like to go to see all the fun animals and all the critters and all the creatures. And they they got really cool exhibits all the time. And they always change up their exhibits as much as they can. And of course, they you know, and zoos can be uh, a hit or miss depending on how you feel about uh, about zoos and their their mission for conservation and how you know. I understand a lot of people have problems with zoos, but I I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I think it's a really good place to go see it, and it's a Cool place, especially when you know take your you know kids or if you got nephews and nieces and to walk them through and see all the animals in real life. It's just a uh, you know it's it's formative memories, man. That's uh, core memories become unlocked in that place. So it's a really Woodland Park Zoo. I enjoy it a lot. The zoo, the fucking zoo is closed, Eric. No, it's that, not. That's a quote from Jerry Maguire. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also like the Woodland Park Zoo a lot, um, you know, admittedly. And I am about conservation. However, I try to separate that a little bit when I go there because it doesn't seem like one of those places with where it's like Tiger King or anything, right? I mean, I could be incredibly naive or ignorant, but um, it is a pretty awesome zoo to go to to see various things and you just you get reminded of being a kid the penguin exhibit is so cool because the penguins are just jumping around and swimming and doing all sorts of stuff but it is it's a full day when you go to the zoo too because there's so many different exhibits but i i think that's a great choice eric thank you i was torn because there was like I was thinking Boeing's Museum of Flight. Uh, talk about that. That's really cool, too. I was, you know, there's a lot of there's a few other places. I'm just going to keep my mouth shut until you've had a chance to to say your fifth and final. Oh. They also do at the Woodland Park Zoo. They do um, concerts in the summer, uh, zoo tunes, and it is so cool. You bring a blanket or you can bring a little uh, low chair, you know, like the concert chairs. You can do charcuterie. People bring beer. Or, well, I guess they sell beer, but pe- people sneak things in. Um, it's really fun. Incubus was played there one time. It's a lot of like a uh, reggae and jazz and other kind of, you know, older artists. Like I think Steve Winwood was there a long time ago, but it's fun, man. It's just a cool time uh, to, to be with like adults. People bring their kids sometimes, but mm-hmm. yeah, you just kind of sit out there and you, you sit on your blanket and you, you enjoy the music. So Woodland Park is, is pretty dope. Well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you agree. That was a that was a tough one for me. I didn't know what the 
whether to go with that or not. Oh, no, I think that's a great choice. I am not very far from Woodland Park, and um, every time I ride my bike by it, I'm like, man, I need to go back in there. Yeah, it's fun. It's just a fun time to hang around and go see the, the animals. The animals. What's your favorite animal there? Uh, I don't have a single favorite, but no, I always like seeing the one, I Eric. Like, yeah. <laughs> Polar bear. Ooh. Because yeah, the co- murder all the other animals. The Coca-Cola <laughs> drinks, right? Yes, that's why. <laughs> that would be Pro- why. You dick. <laughs> it's always product placement. Oh. Always product placement. Wherever you go, <laughs> it's all Pepsi products in the in the cafeteria. Though when you go we, in there, we've talked about this. We've talked about this. <laughs> Amazing. Um, okay. Well, my fifth and final should uh, have some conversation, but not like terrible. But um, breweries. Seattle breweries. Uh, I'm just generalizing it because it's too hard to pick just one. Um, I absolutely love all the breweries in Seattle. There are some, you know, that are kind of hit or miss. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to a brewery, I'm still going to be like, this is this place is awesome. And we're talking all the way from North Seattle to South Seattle to to um, West Seattle to there's no East Seattle. It would probably just be the rich people area. But uh, some of my favorites are Rubens, Fremont, Cloudburst, Holy Mountain, Fair Isle, Georgetown, and Future Primitive, to name just a few. But there are so many other locations that their beer is very mediocre at best. But the the brewery itself is just such a beautiful spot that like you could have an amazing time there. And we're talking optimism, old stove, rooftop. All those places have just incredible venues. So it's hard to beat Seattle breweries. Washington itself just has amazing beer, Oregon as well. Um, but I am such a fan to live in my neighborhood because I have about 15 breweries all within walking distance, which equals a very dangerous uh, you know, recipe <laughs> or a recipe for danger, I should say. Um, for my birthday, you know, it's like we started at Rubens and let's go to Stoop. Oops, if Stoop is too packed, sweet. We'll just go over to Bale Breaker Yonder or we can go to Lucky Envelope or we go to Wheelie Pop or we go to Great Notion. It's like the the possibilities are endless. And that's what's so great about it is you can go do and see and try various things. And I do feel bad for places that only really have maybe one craft brewery and people are used to that. And that's fine. If that beer is good and you like it, hell yeah. But like having the options to, to dip your toes in so many different varieties of beers is pretty incredible. And I do feel very spoiled by it. Uh, yeah. As a beer drinker, uh, I love trying different beers, but I also don't reach out unless like somebody invites me to a brewery. I, I never think to just go out and like go to a brewery. I have my one brewery I go to every week, Lake Stevens Brewing Company, and I go there. I'm a mug club. And besides that, I don't go to breweries unless like you have your birthday and we go to several different breweries or somebody's like, hey, let's go get a drink here. Uh, but I never think to go out to a brewery. I don't know why my brain doesn't go there with how much I love drinking beer. Like, I just think something's wrong with me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's that astronaut oh. porter, man. That thing is delicious. Oh, oh so it really good. Is good. <laughs> it's really tasty. I'm, I'm a fan of peanut butter and that thing is uh, it's drinkable. I enjoy the shit out of it. And you you got a Penn Cove brewing coming in soon in the old Meatheads. Did you know oh, that? yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, and the Lake Stevens Brewing, they're open in a second location. What? Really? Yeah. yeah. Where? The, uh, I, I was, is it over? It's right over by Tom Thumb. Yeah. Oh. Oh, so like on the other side of the lake. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. 
Cool. My Burger King? Can I go get a burger at the Burger King? If you want to. That's the reason why not. <laughs> um, yeah, that'll be really cool. Okay, sweet. I did not know that. But yeah, the Lake Stevens Tap Room for Penn Cove is opening. And that that is a Freeland and Coopville, uh, so Whidbey Island area uh, brewery. I don't really like the name, but we'll see what happens because if they have three locations, they might be decently successful. But yeah, it's, it's just fun, man. And, and it's cool because they have events like trivia or movie nights or you can bring kids or whatever or, or paint and sip nights. Um, so I, I think that that's what's so cool about going to a brewery. And I mean, when I travel, I love to just go to breweries like that's That's always on my list. Just have a beer to meet a couple friends at the bar. Just say you're not from around here and then just start talking. It, it works like almost every time. You, yeah. you talk to people? Ugh. No, I hate talking. <laughs> I'm like, I have a podcast. <laughs> hey, always, shut up. It's always the first thing. <laughs> and then shut up. Then I did that. Then they're like, I I noticed your mousy voice. <laughs> it's like <laughs> knives in the ears. <laughs> so it's okay. It works out. Though. Yeah, well, that's exactly how it goes down. It's okay because this is a fun podcast. I get to talk to my friends who wear security outfits and uh, make fun of me. <laughs> That's yes, right. we do. Oh. Assholes, bringing up all those bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was your idea. It was great. I was like, I want a cup of coffee and I want a free soda and I want to be like post 100 going out on a post nine or whatever we used to call it when we'd go to the bathroom <laughs> post seven or something like that. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, what was we called it? it was, something. Was right. We did. We did. I have, I don't, it was remember. like, it was like checking out post seven or something like that. And like, it was when we were taking a shit. So <laughs> it was funny. Really uh, dumb. Mm-hmm. So dumb. So, much so fun, dumb. Yeah. yeah. Spaghetti about can't it. Just, can't just say Forget I'm going it. to the bathroom. No. Cause then people make fun of you. <laughs> yeah that's when they make fun of you <laughs> uh, okay well that's our list I'm gonna give us a little rundown here uh, Thomas me had uh, Dix, Ballard Ave Cary Park, T-Mobile Park and Lumen Field and the Pacific Science Center Eric had Mopop Performing Arts Center uh, T-Mobile Park and Lumen Field Pike Place Market and the Woodland Park Zoo Zach had the Showbox Seattle Parks, T-Mobile Park Capitol Hill and breweries. Yeah, Seattle Aquarium is also great. Yeah, Thought about that. Yeah, I agree. I haven't been to that since like middle school. Did none of us seriously say the Space Needle? You know, I thought one of you was going to, but I so that's yeah. why I left it out. And I really like this Space Needle. I, I haven't been there since I was a kid, but I, I love seeing it. It's, I mean, it's beautiful in my opinion. As I joked with Zach before the podcast while we were waiting for you to come, you can go to the top of any tall building and get the same view. It's not that special. Uh, <laughs> but, but Space Needle. But, but Space Needle. But Elvis. It's, it's, it's futuristic as of the 1950s. <laughs> space Needle. Or Part whatever. Is, when, yeah. when was it built? I don't even know. 60, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. All right. <sighs> okay all right thank you for tuning in to the top five podcast be sure to follow us on twitter at top at podcast top five at zachdale60 at tom top five at 
Snack Burglar. Ooh, that was all terrible. <laughs> Where you can give us ideas, tell us if we are crazy, or even suggest a topic for a future episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, we know you had to. You must have. We sure did. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Amazon Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, it's okay to be wrong, even though you think you're right. I think it's evident that expensive neighborhoods in Seattle are surrounded by natural beauty that elevates city life. So if we can make cities more attractive in the long run, we can be smarter about issues like development, zoning, and economics. And that was Mr. Stone Gossard of Pearl Jam. Mm. Oh, hey, how about that? But I have one more, one quick one too. All I really had was a suitcase and my drums. So I took them up to Seattle and hoped it would work. And that is the living God himself, Dave Grohl. Yep, I knew you had to go there at least once. Yeah, I there knew we that. go. <laughs> so, all right, everybody, bye. All right, bye, everybody. Bye. How do I hit stop? <laughs> <laughs>